0: This is the Catery Daily Podcast for Friday, August 13th, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. We lament this spending, the seizure of our liberties by an overweening government, but it's endlessly fascinating, at least to your humble host, how often libertarians angrily or snarkily fight with one another over relatively minor issues, and how little attention is paid to the profound and immediate threats to liberty faced around the globe. Wolf von Lehr is president of Students for Liberty. We spoke last month. I try to talk as much about policy as possible. I, uh, I try to avoid, uh, personality issues as much as possible, particularly when we're talking about other people who call themselves libertarians. Um, and yet I, I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong about this, that libertarians are more likely than almost any other group of people with, uh, with an ideological commitment to really, um, uh, let's put this as politely as possible, really uh, poo-poo the people with whom they disagree on often what seems to be fairly minor stuff in the grand scheme of things. So, so as and, and Students for Liberty, it seems to me, has been very successful at not playing that game.
1: Well, thank you. I mean, it sounds like that you have like a new study for, for Cato right there, don't you? Um, in order to dig into the data, if, if, if that's true or not. It certainly feels like it. And the more we are busy with infighting and trying to apply litmus tests to one another, um, the less we can focus on the problems at hand. And right now, it really looks like that we are f- losing the the battle of ideas. Because right now, who is the loudest? It's, it's the right that is focusing on triggering the left and saying how evil and stupid they are, and it's the left trying to silence everyone that makes them feel uncomfortable. And classical liberals, libertarians, don't really have a huge say in this debate. And we do truly have to look at us and see and ask us a question like why that is the case.
0: Yeah, so I, I will see something pop up on Twitter or on the news as being, you know, the, sort of the outrage of the day. And I have to decide very quickly, one, is there any way that this has some sort of reasonable policy angle? that I can actually talk about. Is there some principle here that is being illustrated? Or the other side is, I'm going to actively avoid learning any new information about this.
1: And that actually makes a very good point, because what we have seen probably over the last five, six years is really the erosion on principles. Like libertarians, classical liberals always talk about that, but so did the GOP. But right now, it seems to be that principles are like an anti-value, also for the right, and has become like that we always have to look for power and getting more influence, and we have to fight the left, and it doesn't matter like what kind of like mechanisms we are using. It doesn't matter if it undermines the rule of law or the constitution. And I see more voices coming up that that make statements like that, specifically also from the right, and that is really worrisome. So you're looking for a principle. Sometimes that's an anti-value for a lot of people, and uh, they are specifically arguing against principle and you have examples on the right and you have like modern monetary uh, policy uh, theory mmt on the left which doesn't really have a whole lot of principles either and that is very threatening to really the integrity
0: of the republic so broadly speaking uh what do you advise uh young people to do who might be seduced into picking a side in culture culture war battles which by the way it, it should be noted tend to evaporate pretty quickly. Like any given culture war fight, it goes away. Uh, and it is at least preferable from my point of view to, to take the fight to what is the principle here, and, and how are we going to defend that principle consistently?
1: Yeah, I think that you're certainly right because every four years, there's like a new crop of students coming to campus and they're fighting like a different fight. So some of these issues uh, hopefully will will go away, but the question about free speech has been uh, longer in the, the minds of many students um, and many parents and many grandparents for the right reasons. And it has been going on for longer. How Students for Liberty is trying to address this or how we're addressing it is by, we want to focus on where we can align with other people instead of just being divisive. There's so much yelling happening, so much ye- yelling happening on campus and so much yelling happening in Congress. And yelling for liberty does not work. You might score like, short-term wins if you expose somebody who is stupid enough to wear a Che Guevara shirt. And you can maybe like, ridicule them and make fun in front of their friends. Will you have found a friend for liberty by doing that? Will you have been able to generate a lot of people that change their minds and start suddenly reading Mises, Hayek, and and Friedman because they saw like
0: a TikTok video where you tore somebody down? I doubt it. Yeah, you sound you you know you sound like you sound like Leonard Breed. Really, I do. Yeah, that was uh, that was largely uh, uh, his mo was you know uh, you know I've heard the phrase Do I not destroy my enemy when I make him my friend? Which is to say, you show respect. Uh, for uh, what people are saying and take it seriously. And that should go a long way. And, and uh, spending a lot of time just t- being angry and tearing people down is not productive for anyone.
1: Well, thank you so much. That's a very kind compliment. And I have to admit that I could read definitely more Leonard. Reed. read. Um, I have done some of the readings, but I should have done more. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good point. But the, the thing is that it's a difficult thing that I'm trying to wrap my head around. It's, it's so clear. The trenches are dug in. You can see who's on the left, and you can clearly identify them, and you can put labels on them, and you can look to the right, and you can clearly identify them, and you can put labels on them. But right now, classical liberals, libertarians, Cato Institute, Students for Liberty, we're doing a lot of good work, but specifically Students for Liberty, I think it's like sometimes hard for people to perceive that we are like this middle way, where we try to build bridges to both the left and the right. And it's always easier to distinguish one yourself by saying, like, who's the other person, but like who's your enemy? than trying to come up with like your own identity. And I think we have to go back to that and really stress that more so people don't just conflate us with the right or like if you talk about the war on drugs with the left or whatever topic you want to talk about. Like, we upset people on both sides, but which also means we have alignment with both sides. And we need to have more of a conscious effort and we're doing this within Students for Liberty to focus on young people and tell them that yelling for liberty doesn't work. Give them tools of persuasion, which one of the most important one is to listen to the other side before you try to beat them over the head with Mises human action. And uh, these sorts of principles are very important, and especially young people are very excited, they're very passionate, and often have like, many very good ideas. But uh, it's, it's harder to get them to see the superior approach by not taking sides necessarily and trying to build bridges
0: instead. So you have a, a staff that spans the globe tell us about some of the experiences and th- and i asked this specifically to to help us get this perspective on what a free society looks like and more notably what it does not look like so what what is what have your staff members faced uh around the globe i i, I can recall a few examples uh but uh in dealing with a government that does not want to hear what they have to say
1: that's that's an excellent point and it's so often we are forgetting like how good we have it here in the United States of America. Like I have now a green card. I'm a proud green card holder. I'm, I'm glad I'm here. I've, I've married here. I'm, I'm very happy. Um, but it's easy to forget like how good we have it. If you look at Washington, if you look what the Biden administration does, like of course you can become depressed. If you know, for instance, that the Federal Reserve is buying every every sixty minutes over three hundred thirty million dollars worth of bonds every hour of this year, you know that something is wrong. Now, while it's good to, to focus on like these things that are in, in a way, um, we also have to focus on the things that are going well. And our international staff and our international experience with having student volunteers uh, predominantly in the United States, but also in 113 other countries, it teaches young Americans the value of the, the Constitution and the First Amendment, Second Amendment, and the values that we have here in the U.S. Let me give you an example. My guy um, who's running my international programs, who oversees all of our student programs. His name is Olu Mayua, Mayua for short. He's from Nigeria. Super intelligent, has written many books. Uh, he's been working with Students for Liberty for seven, eight years. He was a volunteer when I started. But you cannot believe what he's going through on a daily basis because most Nigerian men uh, under the age of like 35, the police automatically assumes that they are like, um, and they have a term for that, which escapes me right now. But they're one of these like uh, people that whip other people off from like the Nigerian prince emails kind of thing. And so they're getting harassed, but not like harassed that they just get stopped and, and get pulled over. No, just three weeks ago, Mayor was pulled aside by two cops. Um, the reason was because he had only on one side of the car a license plate, not on the other side, and because it fell off on, on a recent trip. What happened then is they took him to an abandoned, run-down building to intimidate him, put him on a chair, put a gun to his head, threatened his life, told him that they would chop up his body and distribute it across Ibadan, where the city where he's from, it's a pretty big city in Nigeria. And then they extorted $700 from him. And like, you and I, we cannot believe such a situation, like, what, what goes through your head with this. Um, but this is happening to him, like, has happened to him five or six times. And it's not because he works for us and he's targeted as a libertarian. No, just because he's a black male that falls into that category. And you can imagine, like, what this means. Like, you cannot build an economy in, like, an environment like that. And the police protects themselves. Like, luckily, we had, like, somebody very high up, like, um, an alumnus of our program that was, like, in the, in the administration. So they actually started for the first time, like, an investigation. But then after months, like nobody answered anymore and it went, went away. But we just uh, recently, like the, the European parliament sent like a letter to, to discuss like these, this SARS, like the NSARS, that's a police force in Nigeria issue. And we got like uh, cited in CNN and BBC because we organized protests there. But if you have examples like that, young people like this, and they talk to like an American and tell them about their story, what it means to have the rule of law, to have accountability. Then the light goes off and they're realizing what liberty is really about. If they talk to somebody from Belarus and we had like a student then there has been imprisoned five times, has been tortured as well, just by pointing out corruption, election fraud, and by, by just peacefully protesting. And if they talk to somebody like that and they're realizing, hey, this guy is 22 years old. He is recording officials by um, making fraudulent vote counts. He gets thrown in jail. That would not happen to me when I'm doing this at, at my, my, my county level. Liberty gets a different quality to them. So while we're focusing heavily on the U.S., the international stories really show young Americans how important it is to have a First Amendment and that we might have to protect it beyond also our feedings, which, of course, are one of the main reasons why the left is, is trying to attack that.
0: Wolf von Lehr is president of Students for Liberty. We spoke last month. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.